Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, today we have a very interesting uh, um, show for you. Very interesting story, I was going to say. It is a story that we're going to be analyzing and looking. Today's show is called Don't Care If Pelosi is Gay, Do Care We're Being Lied To. Now, we're going to be talking, of course, about um, Paul Pelosi, his attack, and um, the attack on him. <laughs> Let's be clear about that. Uh, Paul Pelosi is an 82-year-old man. He's the husband of Nancy Pelosi. Uh, poor him already um, for that. And he lives in San Francisco. This is the um, where Nancy Pelosi came from in the, the, the area that she represented or represents in Congress. And um, so he lives in a very big, fancy, expensive house. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, just recently, um, the story, the, the house was broken into, if you believe the story, uh, and there was a man who had a hammer and who hit him over the head with it and broke his skull. Now the story, I'm there's more details and I'm going to get into more details, but I'm just trying to give you an overview right now. Um, the this this story was reported and um and and it went over all over the internet, of course, and um there was a nine one one call that Paul made. And that brought the police there, and um, and and it's still on the internet. You can hear it. You can. Um, it's you know they've they've taken it off some things. Some media outlets have taken it off, but I heard it. And I think if you look um, carefully enough, you can find one that isn't edited. I mean, now actually there are, you can still find it, but some of the media outlets have edited it and taken out the most important part which is where um, Paul Pelosi calls the intruder a friend. Now, um, there are all kinds of reasons why that's significant and why that um, why people are jumped to the conclusion, <laughs> or I shouldn't really say jumped, but came to the conclusion that um, it was a, a gay liaison, that this was some someone he had picked up at a gay bar or someone he knew, obviously he said it was a friend. Um, and, and, oh, I'm leaving out lots of important parts. And they were both in their underwear, or at least Paul was in his underwear. And the problem is, um, you know, I know I, I can't be, I can only be somewhat exact because the problem is that these, the, the details have changed since the original story. I heard the original. I read the original stories. I heard the original um, uh, p- police press conference, um, and I have been following it ever since. And what what I have seen is all of the potentially embarrassing parts um, are wiped clean. It has been well. First of all, what's so interesting is that the nine one one call is now has now been edited, and it take in various um, on various websites or various media outlets have omitted the friend part. They stopped it um, earlier on in the in the nine one one call, so you don't hear the friend. Anyhow, um, t- from the reason why I'm calling it, don't care if. If Pelosi is gay, calling this show, don't care if Pelosi is gay, do care we're being lied to. Because um, facts have have changed, have suddenly been whitewashed, have been laundered. Now, when when people look at this whole attack, look at, uh, you know, I mean, it depends when you started looking at it. If you started looking at it from the very beginning, you know that things have been changed. Now, of course, you can say, well, they've been changed because they found out, you know, uh, they clarified the facts, right? They found out more. Well, really, (laughs) you know, um, 
there are certain things that, I mean, the police were there. They came supposedly in two minutes, and this was at approximately 2.30 in the middle of the night. And um, and so the original reports that came out about, originally came out that both of them were in their underwear. Um, and it came out, there also came out at one time that there was a third man who opened the door. That now has been whitewashed. You don't hear, but now you hear it's only the two men. And um, they suppose it, well, <laughs> they've been saying different things. It's so funny because they're not coordinated in what how they're cleaning it up. Um, some some outlets are saying um, that that neither one of them was in their underwear. And then other outlets are saying, well, Paul was in his underwear, but he had his pajama top over it. I mean, supposedly Paul was sleeping. And so he had his pajama top over his underwear is the current story in some places. Um, but the problem is that um, the the man who attacked him, uh, some of the neighbors, they haven't shushed up. They haven't apparently paid the neighbors enough <laughs> because some of the neighbors are ta- have been, ta- have been, they might not be anymore, but they were talking to the media and they were telling the media that they have seen his attacker, David DePape. Um, they have seen him at Paul Pelosi's house before. And some of the neighbors have also been saying that um, they have seen other men. They said one of them was quoted as saying half half Pelosi's age, men who are half Pelosi's age come and go in the middle of the night regularly. So, um, now, now, remember, you know, who would be covering this up? Well, obviously, Nancy Pelosi, number one, and Democrats, number two, and covering up that there could be more to this. The story that they want you to, to um, first of all, they don't want Paul Pelosi to be embarrassed, but also the story, their story, the story that they are trying to drive home is um, that that this was how terrible the Republicans are. That this was the Re- that the Republicans have, um, by their rhetoric, gotten people so angry uh, that they are attacking politicians. Now there are people attacking politicians, not 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 on both sides. I mean, it is not a Republican thing. I don't. There was no Republican who said go attack Paul Pelosi. Okay. Um, certainly the rhetoric between Democrats and Republicans, especially as we're getting closer uh, to the midterm elections, has been getting louder and louder and angrier and angrier. No question about that. And meaner and meaner. And, you know, and yes, it would be nice if everybody could just be nice and kind. And um, but that's, you know, but the, but. That's not realistic. I mean, I'm not saying that people should say go attack anyone as they ha- as they have not done. Um, I have not heard anyone, Republican or Democrat, say specifically go attack so and so from the other party. Now, you know, actually, um, there have been attacks on Republicans. There was an attack on. Um, uh, Scalise at a baseball game some years ago. I mean, you know. There is no question that the that the America is becoming more and more divided, more and more angry. But now the thing is that the politicians and and this midterm election uh, on both sides are feeling very passionate about this because this uh, this election is very important. Um, I mean, both sides see it as being crucial because the Democrats want to hold on to their majority in Congress and the Republicans want to get the majority in Congress, you know, want to overcome the the uh, Democratic majority because each side has policies that they want to enact. I mean, that's kind of normal. So, and nobody is saying, or at least I haven't yet heard, doesn't mean it might not happen, but I haven't yet heard anyone say specifically that some specific Republican, um, you know, is responsible for the attack on Paul Pelosi or that something they said specifically caused this attack. Now, the man who attacked him is mentally ill, and I'm going to talk about his mental illness today, I mean, on the show today. And um, clearly, it is certainly possible. Uh, well, well, wait. <laughs> uh, 
This man, you know, so both sides have been examining the social media of David DePape, the attacker. And it's a, it's a little bit of a problem because there are he's mentally ill. And so he has things on his social media and on the house that he lived in um, that contradict each other. His mind is, is jumbled. So his who he seems to support uh, or what policies he seems to support are jumbled, are both. You know, he also talks in his social media about fairies and um and um oh uh the nanny what's the um oh i forgot what she was called but you know um like different things that are not real that are not uh <laughs> that are not uh realistic um so he is mixing up fairies with politics with all kinds of things he has an lgbt and um and black lives matter banner banners in front of his house and so but but he has other things that seem to say other so like in other words there's enough for for both democrats and republicans to find um that is known about this man that could say that he supports one side or the other so it's really a wash <laughs> literally it's a wash anyway so and and the whole the story the attack um is like a rorschach test you know the ink plot test because the facts in this case are very blurred and they can be interpreted in different ways according to the agenda of the person interpreting it now um what i think happened and i'll you know i'm going to tell you the details and so on but what i think this is um or could be part of this let's just say I do think that there is enough information to say that this man, the the attacker, um, it, it could be a gay. Well, it, it, there are reports that he was convicted as a gay prostitute. Um, it's possible that I, I don't I don't have that information for sure, but there certainly are reports about that. Um, and. Of course, like, I, I don't care. I mean, great. Let him be, you know, he needs companionship. Nancy's in Washington, D.C. Um, and so he needs companionship. So whether it's a woman or a man, you know, God bless him. <laughs> Have fun, whatever. Um, but but it's, you know, and, and it's so ironic. There are so many ironies because the, uh, the Democrats make a big deal, a really big deal. If you, you know, look at some of the, I mean, Biden's speeches and some of the people he appointed to important posts and so on, they are driving LGBTQ plus trans everything down our throats. So it really is hypocritical um that they are trying to hide any kind of gayness that there is to this story because why should they care you know what difference does it make if that's if 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 lgbtq plus is beautiful then it's beautiful that um that um uh paul is having you know gay sex if he is having gay, gay sex um Okay, so the other thing that I'm gonna that I believe about this that's part of it, or that could be part of it, is that it could have been um, a setup by Democrats. This attack could have been, in other words, um, aside. One possibility is that it was a gay liaison. Another possibility was is that it was a setup by Democrats to get people angry at Republicans before the midterm elections. In other words, to try to blame Republicans, which they are doing, you know, across the board, blaming Republicans for their for their Republican rhetoric, when of course the Democrat rhetoric is just as high, just as um, um, passionate. Um, but anyhow, this way they are telling people to be angry at Republicans so that they hope Republican that, so that they hope people don't vote Republican for the midterms. And this man, David DePap, who has lots of mental problems, would be a um and he's, you know, reports are that he's homeless, like he sometimes lived with lives with this on and off again girlfriend 
um, wife, uh, sort of, you know, partner. Um, and so, uh, so, you know, he, he would be, he would be, um, eager to make money. Let's just put it that way. And he would be someone who would be a, a good, uh, someone who could be bought off. Let's just say that. But I think, I think they might have made a big mistake because he is a little too crazy to keep things together, um, and not let the cat out of the bag, but we will see. So um, I'm, when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about um, how, uh, he, by the way, he is being arraigned today, David DePep, as as we are speaking, as I am speaking, and you are listening, <laughs> if you are listening on at live, um, he is being arraigned today. Um, he was supposed to be. He's out at the hospital. He was both um, Paul... Pelosi and David DePat Pape were in the hospital um, after this attack. Paul Pelosi, you know, ha- as I said, he had a he had to have surgery for um, a skull injury. David cracked his skull with a hammer, and um, I'm not. It's not clear what the attacker's injuries were, but he was taken to the hospital also um, in the middle of the night. And um, and he was just let out today to go to his arraignment. So when we come back, I will talk more about uh, the mental illness of David DePape and um, about his his childhood, his um, life, life before the attack on um, Pelosi. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about don't care if Pelosi is gay, do care we're being lied to. We, as I was started to talk about before... Um, the, well, and as, and as you presumably know, Paul Pelosi was attacked in his home at around two 30 in the morning, um, by a so-called intruder, intruder, David DePape. 
um, a mentally ill man who is being uh, uh, arraigned now, and he is um, being charged with attempted homicide, first-degree burglary, assault with a deadly weapon, and elder abuse, amongst other things. Now, those are state charges. In addition to that, he is being charged with federal charges for attempted kidnapping and assault with intent to retaliate against a federal official by threatening or injuring a family member, which carry a combined sentence of up to 50 years if he's found guilty. So they're trying to make him, accuse him, charge him, uh, they are charging him with a um, a, cry, a politically motivated crime. And so that's what this is about. And that's why they don't want anything to come out that could have um, another story to it. Like, for example, if he was, let's say one of the possibilities is that he was, he met, he met him, that Paul Pelosi met David DePape in a gay bar. That's one of the stories that has been floated. Um, or, uh, somehow that he knew him and that they were, and they were both in their underwear and they both had hammers. <laughs> and that's another thing. It went from one hammer, no, it went from two hammers to one hammer to God knows how many hammers. Um, but in any case, um, so he is being charged with all of those things. And again, the point is right before midterms to make it seem like, um, to make it seem like uh, this, it, that everybody should blame. I mean, of course, it's horrible to think about an 82-year-old man s- sleeping and suddenly getting awakened by an intruder with a hammer. I mean, of course, no matter what, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, that's horrible. Um, and I wish him well. I wish him a speedy recovery. But... Um, but you know, to to say that this is politically motivated, especially when uh, there aren't, it's not clear from his from his posts, as I was saying, and his signs around his house and so on, which which team he's on, whether he's a Republican or not. Um, so let me just tell you. Let's start now with his mental illness, with David DePape's mental illness. Um. First of all, he was when he was growing up. Um, his he has children. Now it's not clear which ones, if any, are his biological children, but they were children of the wom- woman who he um, who he was living with for years. Uh, her name is Oksane Gypsy Taub, and she's from Moscow. Uh, so they shared children, taking care of these children. In any case. And one of the children, a daughter, has been um, talking to the press and quite, quite verbally, quite, uh, uh, she's been talking a lot, let's say, to the press. And she talked about how um, he was abused as a child and that his mother would beat him almost to death. And he was born in Canada. He lived in Canada. He came to the United States about 20 years ago. Um, He's 42. And and so, you know, one wonders, um, I mean, you know, so he had a a hard childhood, okay? And uh, and he has a stepfather who's been talking to the media and who's been saying that he's really a good guy and his, uh, he has some other relatives who have been talking and saying that he was really a good kid, you know, for his, for his, up until the time that he left, um, that he was that you know they, that they always knew him as a good person, and um, and then what else? Now clearly he has some kind of underlying mental illness, such as schizophrenia or bipolar disorder also called manic depressive disorder. Um, He has been homeless a lot um, because he, he he and this woman, um, you know, they lived on and off together. And then sometimes he lived in a school bus outside of his, outside of the home that they were living in. Uh, They lived in Berkeley (laughs) and, um, 
he also, uh, so he's would have been unmedicated because of the way that he's been acting. He's unmedicated. And um, he also has been taking a buffet of drugs, including a drug called Ibogaine, which is a, um, which is, which belongs to the, um, comes from a plant and it's used both as a drug to get high uh, and as a drug, it's been used by some people to try to um, stem heroin abuse, to try to get people over a heroin addiction, but it certainly has not been proven to work for that. Uh, It's, you know, and yet, um, there are signs outside their house saying, showing, saying that they treat people um, for addiction and so on. So it's all, as I said, it is like a Rorschach test. It's just blurry. Um, now, the woman who uh, he lived with is, is, has been talking about him to the media. She talked about how uh, at one time, um, he several years ago, sometime um, he went. He left being with her, or she threw him out, or something. And when he came back, he was very messed up mentally, and he thought he was Jesus, and that it took one or two years for him to get halfway normal. Um, now, also, he had posted one of his posts was a letter to his this daughter, this, you know, not biological daughter, but a, a girl who he took care of, um, named Inti Gonzalez. And um, it was a letter that showed that he was suicidal. He talked about that he begged the family um, to, the beg this family, you know, it was the, the, the woman who was kind of like his partner and the kids, uh, he said he begged them mentally every day to let him kill himself. And this daughter also said that he was consumed by darkness, but he had never been violent before. However, the children, not just this daughter, but also at least one of the boys is saying that um, he abused them sexually when they were growing up. Now, this woman, um, Oxane, or she's called Gypsy, is in jail or was convicted of stalking a minor boy. She has her own crazy story. Um, she apparently had a crush on a boy who was her son's friend, and she tried to get him to run away with her. Um, she wrote him letters. She um, she she arranged she gave her she got her son involved in this too you know trying to get the his friend to run away with her and so uh, she wrote a letter and she had the son deliver a package that had the letter in it and it said to meet her at such and such a place and such and such a time and when she went there it was the police who met her and they they convicted her of um, stalking this young man. And his family got a restraining order uh, for her so that she wouldn't go near him again. But she was really obsessed <laughs> with this minor boy. Um, it was a very sexually overstimulated household that he lived in with uh, Gypsy. The, Gypsy, by the way, is a, um, is a nudist activist. Um, she had him take pictures of her wedding to another man, uh, a nude wedding, and uh, they've done protests, nude protests at City Hall. Now, remember, this is Berkeley, <laughs> so it's not that um, uh, outrageous for Berkeley. Um, but anyhow, so and and then neighbors say neighbors of theirs say that um, she bought sex dolls, and um, they saw them on the porch. So there was a very over, a very bizarre, you know, here he was, David DePape was sexually, excuse me. Well, we know that his mother beat him. I can't say that he was sexually abused. We don't know sexually abused for sure, at least physically abused. But, um, uh, and then there was all this, then he, well, it, chances are he was sexually abused because he abused his children that he was, that he was supposed to be taking care of. Um, 
and and there was all this you know craziness with the with this with gypsy and with the sex um being nudist activists and this the sex dolls a lot of sexual overstimulation let's just say which kind of goes along with um and and so he and he was you know he allegedly abused both the girl and the boys so you know that it certainly is not um impossible that he is, as some reports say, a um, a gay prostitute. Anyhow, there are lots of contradictions to uh, the story that we have been told in the media. Um, where, uh, for example, notably, as I started to mention at the very beginning, I was talking about the 911 call. Now, uh, the reports were that um, Paul Pelosi went well there are so many different reports but originally it was that he um told the intru- the so-called intruder that he had to go to the bathroom and the intruder let him go into his bathroom where his phone Pelosi's phone was being charged and that is how he supposedly called 911 now he made a, he talked about um how this man wants to wait for his wife now the 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 man did say um reportedly the uh the intruder david depape did reportedly say where's nancy now that goes along with um well i'll get back to that well, that goes along with why one of the conspiracy ideas uh because that is what the trespassers said on January 6th when they went into the supposedly, well, I guess there are videos of it. They said some of them, at least one of them said, where's Nancy? And so that is what this man supposedly, David DePape supposedly said when he came into Paul Pelosi's house, you know, where's Nancy? And the idea was what he's saying is, or what the new reports are that he wanted to, and he came with zip ties and uh, a hammer and the he's saying that he want he wanted to uh tie nancy up and ask her some questions and if she was telling the truth he would let her go and if she was lying then he would uh tap her knees with a hammer hammer her knees so that then she would have to go into congress in a wheelchair so that then everyone would know what had happened as if as if not everyone would know as it is right um so so anyhow um so so on the phone call on the 911 call um at one point he said he doesn't know who this man is and then he said but his name is David and he's a friend I heard it many I looked at I listened for many different you know when the uh, 911 calls when the story started changing, started being laundered, I listened on many, um, I tried to find other outlets that had the original call and I was able to find it. So it is, it is still there where he says he's a friend. His name is David and he's a friend. Now, how would he know the intruder's name? What did the intruder come in and say, hi, my name is David. What's your name? Or are you Paul? Where's Nancy? I mean, come on. How dumb do people think that we are? Um, now it isn't such a, you know, at the beginning when they were talking about both of them being in their underwear, it wasn't such a, uh, stretch to think of the, of, um, the intruder being in his underwear because he was a nudist. So, um, so, you know, underwear is <laughs> already, uh, you know, that's already being, um, more modest. Um, so many other things. Uh, the glass door, the, the, the story then became that, um, the this intruder came in by by breaking open the glass door it's like a big window that's on the ground on the ground um and so he hammered the story went that he hammered the panes of this glass door window and that's how he got in however the problem is two problems one pictures that they got from very early on before it was uh, laundered um, shows that the glass is outside, not inside. So that means that the person with the hammer had to have been inside, knocking the glass outside, not vice versa, not knocking the glass to get into the house. 
Also, are we really supposed to believe that there was no security alarm on the glass, paned doors? Um, you know, this is multi a multi-million dollar house and there were no uh, no security alarms on it. And also, as I said before, you know, originally the police said that there were three people, someone answered the door for them, and now it's somehow only two people. Well, when we come back, I will tell you more about this story and um, about, um, you know, the various, you know, you, 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 want, you can call it conspiracy theories if you will like. Um, but it is just the fact that I, I'm not really, you know, I told you the two conspiracy, so-called conspiracy theories that I think have, um, the most likely chance of being true. But even if it's not one of those, I mean, it, it's, it's just the idea that we know certain, th- we, the glass, for example, there are pictures, photographs of the glass. And of course, also, uh, they he was presumably they had security cameras and presumably the police were wearing body cams so if they wanted to prove these things that they're the, the way the story is now laundered to be they could do that by showing the body cam footage or the security cam footage and so far they are refusing to do so well um we have to take a break now you're listening to dr carol's couch And I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about the case of the attack on Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband, Um. Uh, in his house in San Francisco. Um, And the title of the show is Don't Care If Pelosi is Gay, Do Care We're Being Lied To. Because this this issue is so much more important because, you know, let me just make, talk about the bigger picture, even bigger than what I was talking about before. The bigger picture is that and I've seen this, you know, because, I mean, I'm a journalist myself in terms of writing, in terms of this radio show, in terms of making reports on other radio and television shows. So, um, so I, and so I know what, how journalism used to be. <laughs> and it used to be 
that you had to be super, super um, careful to balance both sides of the issue. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, you're not doing that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's true. I'm giving you my viewpoint, and I am not pretending to do otherwise. Um, But over the years, especially like, I don't know, especially like these last, oh, this during this last decade, um, journalists, uh, radio, television, print, internet, um, are are not are not making sure that they that first of all that they get all the facts and second of all that they do a balanced report even if they want to make their point um you know it really was important to at least include the other side and i'm trying to do that today i'm not yes i am putting out my side my opinion because you know what <laughs> Um, 99% of the mainstream media is putting their opinion. So I'm trying, actually, I'm trying to, to have sort of the antidote to that. Um, because it's been very upsetting that little by little, um, without acknowledging it, I am full on acknowledging, um, that this is my opinion. I mean, I have been studying this since the attack happened, but, um, this is my opinion and I feel, I feel passionate about it, as you can tell. Because um, because of this idea of being lied to and because you can't trust the media anymore. Actually, they did studies on that. Um, they've done polls on Americans. How much do you trust the media? And the, the polls show that Americans trust the media. Very, It has gone down and down and down. Because of the fact that that media that doesn't that doesn't acknowledge that they are giving opinion again, written, uh, radio, television, internet, um, they, if that they don't acknowledge, they they pre- present things as this is the way it is. This is the way it is, and um, rather than this is my opinion about the way it is. So, in case it wasn't clear before, this is my opinion about about Pelosi and what happened, and. Um, but based upon doing spending hours and hours researching this um okay so let me continue here i was going to talk about uh conspiracies now one thing um you know the the the, the, the point of the conspiracy or why why some of these facts are being changed or hidden and so on um and why it seems like it's a conspiracy to hide the truth is because one one example is because um, this man David DePape, the intruder, was um, possibly too disorganized mentally to have planned and carried out this attack himself. Now, because of his mental illness, which has been exacerbated because of all the drugs he's used for years and years and years, um. It may, it's, it seems, and I am not the only one questioning this. People are wondering, how did he get to, um, Paul Pelosi's house? How, you know, how was he able to do that on his own? But even, even more than that, how was he able to plan out this whole attack? Um, it's, in other words, it seems like there must have been someone aiding and abetting him. Now, supposedly, uh, the police are saying that he they found him with an anti-government manifesto and a hit list of other politicians that he was going to attack. So, but they haven't released that yet. I don't know that they're, if they are going to release it. But in any case, in terms of the anti-government manifesto, even his partner, who's been talking to the reporters, um, even she says that, um, he, you know, she said he he believes what she believes, which is pro that she's pro, she said she's progressive. You know, she loves Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. So it doesn't make sense. You know, he still is. Um, he still he doesn't know what he's talking about. So he, he's he's for both sides, really. And against both sides, there have been things that he said and things that he's written. Um, that have been for and against both sides. So now, um, with this anti-government, now I would love um, to be his 
<laughs> I would love to be his forensic psychiatrist, his defense expert witness. I have to figure out who his, I mean, it probably is a, um, a public defender. He doesn't have money unless, unless, <laughs> unless somebody who cares about this, 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 uh, this conspiracy, you know, this cover up, um, gives him money to have a real lawyer. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I, that, that was bad. I don't mean that public defenders aren't real lawyers, but in my experience of over 20 years of being an expert witness and a forensic psychiatrist, I have found that public defenders um, they don't have the time to spend on cases that they need to because they're given so many cases at a time. And so it is not ideal to have a public defender if you are con- uh, accused um, or charged with a crime. So if I were his um, forensic psychiatrist and expert witness, the first thing that I would do would be to um, examine him ASAP because I would want to see him as close to his as close to the state he was in when he made this attack as possible. Now, he was in the hospital for you know these uh, mysterious illness at injuries or whatever that haven't been reported yet. Um, but so they may well have been giving him things like uh, antipsychotics, you know, psychiatric medication to make him more, um, to make him more uh, sane, to make him be able to talk more coherently, although um, although not if they were afraid that he was going to um, spill the beans on what was really happening. I mean, you know, I would. Uh, it, it depends upon whether they were able to get to the doctors or not, um, or put a doctor in there to take care of him who is you know, wants to, uh, is, is all for making this just a, uh, you know, is all for continuing to launder the story. Um, but in any case, it, it, one thing that could be done is to examine the manifesto and see how coherent that is, see if it makes sense, you know, um, or whether it is just as disorganized and psychotic as other things that he's been writing. Now, the hit list, of course, um, it would be very interesting to know who was on the hit list. Um, it would be interesting to know <laughs> whether it was Democrats or Republicans or probably a little of each. Um, now, 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 now the whole, I, 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 the main point of this is um, that the Democrats have been trying to make hay out of this by comparing it to the January 6th uh, incident at the um, at the Capitol, where and so they're trying to use uh, certain buzzwords that compare it that you know are similar. So, like for example, um, the intruders saying "Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy?" and his bring bringing zip ties and duct tape uh, and a hammer um, and. And, you know, that is the whole thing, trying to remind people, they keep bringing up January 6th, January 6th, that is really the key to try to get people to remember January 6th and not vote Republican. That it's, you know, it's it, it was two things, basically, one to show how horrible Republicans are for um, the, their rhetoric, rhetoric that inspired this man to um, attack Paul Pelosi. And then also to to tell people how this was just like January 6th and, um, you know, he was inspired by Republicans and this is terrible. And uh, and again, it's, it's all about voting. It's all about midterm voting. So as I was starting to say, if I was his um, expert, um, I would, uh, first of all, examine him ASAP so that I could talk about how psychotic he is, was, um, and at the time of the crime so that they, he could plead not guilty by reason of insanity, because it certainly does seem like that would fit. Um, also, I would find him mentally, inc- I would want to examine him to find him mentally incompetent to stand trial. And now what he needs to have happen is to be put in a psychiatric hospital 
and to be treated until he is competent, which is not going to be an overnight kind of thing. I mean, he's probably better now than when he went in than than when he what than how he was at the time of the incident of the time that he was hitting Paul Pelosi over the head with a hammer. But um, but it would take longer than that to really reestablish sanity and and competency to stand trial where you have to show that you know who everybody is who is in the courtroom the judge your attorney uh the prosecutor the jury you have to show that you are you understand who the roles of all these people and you also have to be able to help assist uh give assistance to counsel in other words be able to help your attorney uh, defend you by by being able to recount um, information and you know just uh, just be be able to give him all the information him or her all the information that they need to um, to defend you. So so that is <laughs> there's the story. That is now of course another uh, moral of the story is that we need to have more the only way there are lots of people walking around america right now like david de pap de pape most of them don't have hammers but um they are getting into violent altercations many of them um they're either victims of a violent altercation or they perpetrate a violent altercation because they are very confused they're psychotic because the only way to treat psychoses schizophrenia or a manic depressive illness is by um, having a long enough time in the hospital to get the person to be able to, when they get out, um, realize how important it is for them to keep taking their medication and also to get enough therapy during their hospital stay to understand some of their underlying problems. Because the idea of emptying the chronic mental hospitals, the state hospitals, the county hospitals that happened some years ago, the idea was that they would be outpatients at clinics. But that didn't work because nobody nobody told them that um, if you stop taking your medication, you become psychotic again. I mean, nobody told the lawmakers who were making these plans um, that it wasn't going to work and it hasn't worked. And so the only way to fix things is to bring back the state and county mental hospitals to help people, to keep these people safe and to help them, uh, for a long enough time, not necessarily forever, but for long enough so that when they get out, they're able to, um, continue to take their medications and, um, to lead a more productive life. Well, thank you for listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.